0: And Welcome back to Where Leaders Connect, the Corporate Connections podcast where we sit down with business leaders and owners from across our incredible network and find out what makes them tick and what makes them special and just have a conversation around leadership and being a business owner today and tomorrow and all that great stuff. My name's Trevor Botkin. I am the National Director of Corporate Connections Canada and it is my great pleasure to sit down with Elke Steinbender, a member of the South Shore of Montreal. She's the president and founder of Mayutic. She's over 20 years of international experience in marketing, communications, and aligning teams around a shared goal. She's recognized for her pragmatic and caring approach to transformation. Please welcome to the show, Elki Elki thanks for being here.
1: Thank you, Trevor, it's a pleasure to be here.
0: It's my pleasure. Um, I'm really excited to, to have this conversation with you, and, and I, I think it's a great opportunity to pick your brain a little bit, um, especially today is a lot of business owners I think there's there's a couple different struggles going on right now. One is obviously finding staff. Everyone's talking about finding staff, uh, keeping their staff. Um, But the other one is also obviously business development, finding customers, retaining customers, and and that. And I think the work that you do touches on both those. So I'm, I'm excited to have that conversation with you. But before we go there, Maybe you can take us back and first explain uh, the genesis of Myudic and where it comes from, and even the name, because I think most people when they hear Myudic they don't they don't associate it with anything. So maybe give us that origin story.
1: Yeah. So um, I founded Myudic eleven years ago, and it was it was kind of on a whim, if I can say it like that, which is probably not the best business yeah. plan, but. Um, Essentially, I was working, I was managing uh, marketing in 22 countries. I had a great job. I was working in a good environment. I had many challenges. But my daughter was also turning um, 16. She was just turning 16. And it was like I had a different shift in, in my in my life and where I was at. And I was always what they now call an entrepreneur. But I don't think we had a word for it. Uh, Or I didn't know that word 11 years ago. And I was always doing different projects and stuff. And I'm like, you know what? I think, I think I could do this. My come from a background. My parents were entrepreneurs. They had their machine shop for 37 years. And um, I decided to just kind of jump in with all the naivety uh, that is associated, I think, with any big thing that you don't know what you're doing. And, and I just jumped in and I loved it. And I, it was, it is the most challenging job I have ever had in this sense that I, I, I know what I'm doing when I'm, I'm, you know, doing the consulting phase, accompanying our clients, that phase is very um, my comfort zone mm-hmm. but all the other aspects from business development to the finance aspect to I always manage staff, but having a different view of of staffing and and where you're going and and all these things, so all the different components were a great um oh my, you know, first time my computer broke down I was like hey, and 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 where's i t <laughs> you know and then you need to to find an i t partner you need to find you know so. Um, it's been a great journey of self-discovery and also of, of discovering a network of of entrepreneurs right. who live the same thing, who share, which is one of the reasons that I love corporate connections. I,
0: I love that idea. And I think the the more time I spend at it, the more I experience it myself, that idea of the, the naively jumping into a business. And I know we celebrate the grind culture now and, and everyone's talking about being an entrepreneur and and jumping in with both feet but i think so many there's so much self-reflection that goes on after the fact where we look at it and go yeah that was that was maybe a bit naive so i, I love that you embrace that and celebrate that it where took does, me a while to, name, Mayuda, to embrace it and though?
1: celebrate it i'll tell you that though all right there is a, a lot of times where i felt more like an imposter um, then in actually celebrating it. Now I can celebrate it. But the first three or four years, I was like, I, I don't know. I, I I didn't have that comfort zone around it.
0: I think that's increasingly what I hear is everyone says the same thing. And if and if they don't say that, then that's I think the true imposter is the ones who are just like, no, this was easy. I just <laughs> was born to be an entrepreneur. I love this. I think it's more rare to hear somebody not say that, yeah, I was—I I didn't know what I was doing and, and just kind of made it up as I went. And again, I, I want to come back to this idea of of where the name Mayudic came from, and just because I
1: don't—I
0: yes. don't think to me words matter. Coming from a theater background, coming from from being a writer and actor, I know that word choice is everything, and there's very seldom accidents around that. And Utic is not a word that most people you know, throw out in common, you know, it's not, it's not a word that most of us are, are familiar with. So maybe just take us back in terms of what the choice was behind that and what you were hoping to convey to your own customers uh, with that name choice.
1: Um, well, thank you for bringing it up because it is a rather odd word, right? It's It's not something that people hear every day. It's also a, a bugger to, to to spell. I think it has every vowel in the, the alphabet, right? But um, Meutic is the Socratic philosophy. So the Socratic philosophy, it has many facets of it. One facet is that you have the answers to all questions within you it's just that what happens is that we forget what those and what what are the questions we have to ask right there's nothing worse than finding the right answer to the wrong question so the name maieutic the came from that's what we do like the core of all our strategies how we approach a problem with the client saying we come with our knowledge and our background, but the client knows their business, knows their clients better than we can ever do mm. that. So when we do those co-creation workshop, the Socratic philosophy, what it says is that if you put people in a group and open a dialogue and ask questions, the answers will emerge. They will naturally emerge. It's not an easy process, Right introspection, asking questions, looking at the same challenge from different angles and multiple angles, which is what happens when you do those, those co-creation workshops is that every person around the table comes in with a vision of the business, their client, their job, their department. And mm-hmm. if you can really create that space of dialogue around the table, you get such richness of how to solve the problems, right? The solution to the problem is usually there. We just get so caught up in in everything that that's what it is. So Meutic has, the Socratic philosophy of Meutics has two aspects. The first one is that questioning, approach, dialogue, open dialogue and questioning, which is one aspect. And the other aspect is that so. Socrates, I don't know how to say it in English. I apologize. Socrates, I'm no, no, Socrates. Socrates thank you. Yep. He's he's his mother was a midwife, and to him, that uh, music is also often associated to midwifing, so mm. giving birth to something. So that notion of finding a solution of giving birth to a solution within that group and surrounded in a safe environment. It really represents what we do. Mm-hmm. Like if, if if you explain what Mewtik is and people live a workshop, they're like, that, that's exactly what we did. So that was what went behind the choice of, of the name.
0: But it's such beautiful imagery in the sense of, uh, of, of that midwifery and, and that idea of mm-hmm. they don't do the work, but the experience helps them um, that, that, that creation of, of childbirth. And obviously I'm a, I'm a dad, I was there the entire thing. And my experience was my experience, but this idea of, of bringing somebody through or bringing something new into the world, not through your own effort, but through the direction Mm -hmm. and the experience of knowing, you know, when to push, when to stop pushing, when to breathe and, and all of that. I think that's the same thing with when you're working with business owners, uh, where they yeah. have to do the work you can't do the work all you can do is ask the questions and and know when to when to push when to give a hug uh, when to give the foot um, and all those pieces yeah. of of knowing that so it's, uh, it's a beautiful imagery it's for some i've heard it in that sense from from that aspect
1: and that's why we call ourselves facilitators like mm. every person in our team is a facilitator we're not an expert right. or a I mean, we have all our background that we bring to the table, but our role when we interact with organizations is to facilitate. It is really to open doors, to break down barriers, to view the same situation from different eyes. And it's not us that needs to view it. It's the people around the table. Right. And, and that's, that's very magical. I have to say, like I, I'm still passionate yeah. about what we do because it's that moment of magic in the work when people are like, I, th- I think we got, got something, you know, yeah. and, and it, it's yeah. just a, a great feeling.
0: It's like a, it's that paradigm yeah. shift where all the pieces of the puzzle yep. fall into place and everyone goes, Oh, I get, I always, I always say that it's kind of like, um, building a business is, is it's like having three or four puzzles on the floor without the boxes to know what yep. puzzle you're building, and and sometimes the process is knowing which pieces don't fit and having yeah. to get rid of those pieces, and then focusing on it. But if 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 you if you're trying to jam the wrong puzzle piece into the wrong puzzle, yeah. it just doesn't work. But we don't ever get to see the finished piece until we complete the puzzle, and that's uh, beautiful. So, I mean, that gives us, th- I think, a, well, it certainly gives me an idea of your process but what is what is it that you i think do well in terms of problem solving so what is the need that you address within companies and because we have a good idea yep. of how you address it so what is it that you're you're looking to address with myotic for for so customers
1: I'll take it like one step back before I answer the question directly because when I answer the question directly, people fall into certain paradigms of what the, the problem is, right? They, they put me in little boxes or they put our team in little boxes. So I'll give context and then a okay. bunch of examples of, of how it works. So if we go into the notion that every interaction with either your company, your client, your team, right? Every little interaction that you have on a day-to-day basis is an opportunity, It's an opportunity Mm. to make a wow, to differentiate yourself, to transform your business, to to also have fun, right, on on a day-to-day basis. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times is that as business owners, as a corporation or an organization, we don't seize those opportunities, so we don't transform them. We don't take each interaction and transform it into an opportunity to differentiate ourselves, to better position the organization, to better um, uh, build brand loyalty, like that keep your clients with you to even attract or retain employees. So, to answer your question. So this is the context, right? You have these moving parts that are your employees, your, you know, how you, what you promise to your customer base, how you deliver on that. So your brand experience, your customer experience and your employee experience. And these three really interact with each other. And the problems that we usually end up solving with, with clients is, We've had too many um, competitors are coming out of the woodwork from different places. So we've been a leader, we've always done very well, and now we're losing sales. We, we're we seeing erosion. We're seeing either erosion on our sales, on our margins. Um, we're having a hard time really showcasing our value and we're losing orders. I don't understand why we're losing orders. And on the flip Mm -hmm. side is we have a great website, we have a great content strategy, we're active on social, we're doing all these things, and nothing's changing. (laughs) So Mm. it's like we have like the analogy you brought before, we have all these amazing puzzle pieces, but they're not fitting together. We're not seeing the that acceleration, you know, with um, corporate connections, one of the values is catalyst for change. We're not seeing that catalyst that all these promises of these tools were supposed to bring us. So they usually are are, our business leaders that come towards us or come to see us. They have symptoms, but they don't know what the problem is. And before we get to the problem solution, the approach that we use is we map out the customer journey. So by mapping out the customer journey in the workshop, which we described from need initiation, even offsite before they become a client, all the way through they're a recurring client that we've either kept or lost. Once you have that vision of where the journey is and what you do to support that customer experience, that customer journey, it becomes clear where the puzzle pieces are missing or where they're kind of cut off. You know, you're trying to put a a round in a square peg. It it becomes very visible. And then we address the problem. So you're eroding margins or you're losing customers or your customer attention is something that is a result, but it's not the cause of it. So, Mm -hmm. By mm-hmm. having that process, you see where the problem is and then the solution and how to implement it becomes clear. And, and well, I don't like to use the word simple because it's not simple to implement, but at least you know where it is and what to do about it.
0: No, but I think, I think simple does work in the sense that there's simplicity in clarity. Right. And, and I remember back in my hotel days, we, we, we did a, a training program that was based on the Ritz Carlton training program, which is considered one of the best in the world for hotel training. And, and it came down to even, you know, somebody says, can you show me where the, you know, or tell me where the washroom is or where's the bathroom? Something as simple as that. And the training is you never pointed out, you just say, Oh, let me show you. And you walk them wherever it is and however long Mm -hmm. it takes you 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 walk them there and it was this one of those it was always an opportunity to create an a a lasting impression on that guest even if the guest wasn't sitting in the hotel they're just there and and it was this ethos of every interaction with a guest whether it's positive or negative whether it's a problem or that is an opportunity to Mm -hmm create a piece of magic or create um or exceed these expectations like i expect you to tell me where the bathroom is then you guide me there we have a small conversation how's it going is everything there like are you enjoying the hotel and it's like by the way here's the washroom i'm left thinking wow that's amazing they stopped what they were doing and guided me there and made sure i got there and and so i think it's the same thing with business owners that every time whether it's following up on on a late bill uh following up on an email or, or a request um for for information how we respond is how we live our brand and and i think it's beautiful because i mean even myself i don't think i've fully explored you know what's the member journey like what's every touch point we talk about it all the time but Every single touch point, every time they they interact with me or or, or my staff or the directors or internationally, um, is it a is it a positive takeaway or is it a negative takeaway? And I, and I think that's beautiful that that's what Myutic does. Is
1: worse than a positive or negative is a neutral
0: is a meh, <laughs> right? A
1: positive is is I remember it. A negative yeah. is that was horrible. At least you can fix it. But yeah. a neutral like a. Eh, is 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 worse yeah
0: is yeah. worse yeah never never be forgettable um <laughs> yeah i mean yeah. i i think i think back to my own experiences you know i, I remember one time we, we just opened a hotel and this woman was so i mean she was in tears in front of the front desk and they didn't know how to handle it and she was upset and to them it was completely blown out of proportion they, they could not understand her upset. And so, you know, I, I grabbed her and we went for a walk and I understood what her upset, what, and it was very simple. I mean, and it was on us. It was not on her, uh, her reaction in hindsight. I was like, I, I get it. And so I just told her, I said, you know, that's, that's on us. That's that. And you know, your, your weekend's oh, on us. And I, you know, I, we, we took her room and she was like, really, I wasn't expecting that. And I said, it's not about that. It's it's that I understand understanding her needs and her expectations, and in, in that the delta between her expectations and our delivery, and just then exactly. being able to articulate that, and then kind of go, okay, well, if she's now expecting this, if I just go a little bit further or a little bit higher, um, I've turned that into an opportunity where from then on in. It was, I, I won't stay anywhere else. I, I don't want to be with anyone else.
1: And one of the key to what you described as the, as, as a, as an event was that you, the first thing you did was you listened. You mm. listened without prejudice of your own. Oh my God. How is this going to fit in? Because oftentimes we listen with, how am I going to fix this? Instead of just listening with, Let's just see what it is, right? That notion of active listening. So to do those types of, you have to have a good understanding of who is your customer, what makes them tick, what do they like, what do they dislike, you know, why do they choose you versus your competitor and so on. And that moment of open listening and, you know, with the current labor shortage, that same thing of your voice of your employee without going into, you know, the... the employee king, you know, like yeah, thing, but truly, most people, what is the stats that they leave because of a boss, right? Or a bad yeah. boss, that notion of have, are we really listening with an open ear and open heart and not trying to solve the problem as the person is thinking is one of the key elements of this, um, of what you described as an experience.
0: Your, your staff must adore working with you, Alki.
1: Um, well, you probably have to ask them instead of me, but I love working with them.
0: <laughs> no, but I just, that understanding of, of, of listening to understand and not listening to solve. I mean, that's such a, we say it all the time, but it uh, having known you for all it's these hard. years, I know, yeah, it's hard, but I also know that you live that. And so, you know, right. I, I think it is I don't think all of us do it well all the time. But I know um, certainly it's one of those things that the the rewards for that in terms of your staff and, and your employees and even your customers, because um, oftentimes the, what the customers upset about with us is something that is out of our control or it's not yep. what we think it is. Yep. And and it's 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 amazing how many times you go, it's, what are you really upset about? And they're like, well, I'm upset about this. And you go, oh, well, then forget that. Like, take that off the table. And they're like, really? Yeah, That I have no, that doesn't matter to me. It's like, oh, I was worried that you'd be upset. No, that, I don't care about that. Take it off the table. And then it all goes away and we can move yep. on. But it's funny how often we think or we assume the upset is A, when it's B and we're trying to address yep. A and it just makes more upset so
1: you know going to the, the that root cause of the upset it usually isn't the first thing that was expressed no. I mean it's, it's it usually isn't right they're like everybody comes with their own how am I gonna how how am I even going to express this <laughs> as, as a, a thing so we kind of try to be you know Try to formulate things instead of saying, so the more that you're open, by the way, if you notice, I always have a pen in my hands when I'm listening to people, because that is my, if I play with the pen in a certain way, I know that I'm listening. If I, as soon as I put the pen down, I know it's like my cue that I give myself, you're not listening anymore. You're, you've switched in your brain into something else. So to me having a pen, so that's my little,
0: see you too. Uh, look, I think, I think we're almost out of time. I, I want to keep this, uh, tight and so that people can listen to it on, on their commute for those who still commute to work. Um,
1: yep.
0: I think increasingly people are like, I don't want to, I don't want to get in the car anymore and go to work, but you still can go walk the dog, you yeah. can go walk the dog. You can walk the dog. The dog would appreciate a half hour walk. Um, what's next for you? Where do you see my or where do you want to see my utic, um, as you kind of look into your crystal ball?
1: Um, well, in, in my perfect world, where I say I, I love to live, uh, in my perfect world, Niyuri continues to grow, obviously. Um, to The more clients we meet with, I believe what we do has a lasting mm-hmm. impact, even after we've gone, you know, putting people together in a room to solve other problems is something that is great. So for sure, continuing that. In terms of my leadership and, and what I want to do is really in the last little while, I've redefined my role to be very much both um, supporting my okay. team. So really supporting my team, helping them grow professionally. Facilitating is a very hard job. And how do you, you know, giving tips and tricks and really building that and writing my book of how do you mm. facilitate? So that is my big thing for 2023 is writing that. What is facilitation? What is mutics? How do you create that little space of magic with, um, so that's my short term and then really open offices across, um, Beautiful. Canada and, and have kind of a distributor, distributor franchise model like we okay. do in France, but for, uh, the rest of the and Any
0: aspirations to go international to up your traveling game?
1: Well, we're already in France. So um, I, you know, I'm I'd love to open elsewhere. So if anybody would love to open a Utica office somewhere, just reach out. It would be my pleasure. We've done it once we can do it again. It's it's a it's a great adventure.
0: Beautiful. Well, thank you. Um, we'll make sure we'll put your your website. Uh, we won't spell it out. I know I, I have to cut and paste every time I go to your LinkedIn and I cut and paste your company name because I spell it wrong if I don't know. if I don't look. But we'll we'll stick that in the notes uh, for anyone that that's interested in following up with you. Uh, obviously, you're on you're on LinkedIn uh, as well as the web, and and we'll make that available for everyone. Alki, thank you so much for your time and for everything you do.
1: Thank you for inviting me. A great opportunity
0: absolutely my pleasure so if you're interested uh as always uh you can find elke on linkedin and uh, on her website we'll make that available and thank you to everyone for joining us today and this is where leaders connect.